This episode of the Mother Loving Future Show is brought to you by Amber Lestrange and Jenna Penrose with JMO 5000 Productions. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Mother Loving Future Show. I'm so happy to have you here with us, and I'm very happy to have a special guest on today. Elated. Oh, my gosh. As I was saying, not even human. No, it just lights me up. Like, Marja's back with us, guys. Other. Ready? Go on. Give it away. Hi, guys. <laughs> she practiced that. She's saving that one for you. That was, I was feeling that. Uh, so, hi, Marja. We are hi. so happy to have you back. I love you guys. It's so fun. We love you. We know we're on for a wild ride when we have you on. I'm like, buckle up, Jenna. Marja's just, coming on. Yeah, information, like, just, overload. I feel it's, like God in the door. I know. I've learned so much in the, the five minutes that we... She's, she's an esoteric library. Okay, are you guys ready for this intro, for Marja's yep. intro? Listen to this. Maja, the witch of the dawn, is a practicing witch, an artist, a scholar of alchemy, and occult lore whose interest in the esoteric sciences spans her entire lifetime and many before that, I'm sure. After completing her bachelor's degree in biochemistry, Maja studied oriental medicine and acupuncture while training Hiya! martial arts and later earned her master's degree in transformational psychology with a focus on shamanism, the I Ching and ancestors in her thesis work. Oh my God. I'm not even done yet. Ready? <laughs> what Marja, a <laughs> Marja is the author of Witch Watchers, Familiar Spirits, Guardian Doubles and Supernatural Powers through Inner Traditions. Wait. Is Through Inner Traditions its own book? Yes. Oh, okay. Through Inner Traditions. It'll be out next spring. Oh. Amazing. I can't pronounce this one. A witch's bestiary? Exactly. Visions of Supernatural Creatures and The Secret Source. I love that title. My dear friend Adam Parfrey that I wrote that with just passed away. It was really a big to-duty, but he was the originator of Feral House Publishing, and they published almost all of the stuff that no one else would. Oh, So he was like a gnarly punk rock freedom of speech guy. Amazing. We like him. Calling him in to help us further our message. (laughs) Yeah, that's fantastic. Okay, shout out to him. She has also created... Just when you think I was done, Marja has created a tarot deck called the White Witch Tarot. Very beautiful. Yeah, it's we've Aww, we've got thanks, it. We use guys. it all the time. I have it. Marja lectures occasionally on mysterious topics in Los Angeles and educates the public community through her nonprofit, The Well Wishes, where she which she established with Dr. Kevin DeWolf. Kelvin. Kelvin, yeah. Kelvin, sorry. <clears throat> Amazing. So that's Marja, no, just, just, you know, the uh, average gal. Wow. <laughs> like just that's... Can't just, stop, won't stop. Yes. <laughs> I love that. Yes. So we are amongst uh, royalty in the esoteric realms here. Really? So we have called Marja in today to talk about eclipse magic. We're going through some crazy eclipse times currently. So we thought, who better to have in to explain all this madness but you. So Jenna, do you want to kick us off with the definition of esoteric eclipse magic with Maja? Yes. So um, my definition of esoteric eclipse magic with Maja is eclipses are known to be powerful energetic portals that always present an opportunity. Since the beginning of recorded history, eclipses have played an important role in human affairs. In our busy world of modern distractions, the subtle influences of eclipses can be overlooked, but there is plenty of wisdom there for those who choose to go deeper. 
Nice. Very good. Do you want to add anything else to the definition, Maja? Sure. Actually, the definition of eclipse is very closely related to the definition of the occult. A Hmm. lot of people think of the word occult as evil, but Mm -mm. the word occult actually means something passing in front of something else. Like it's used as an astronomical term the most often when Venus occults the sun. So that means Venus Mm. passes between the sun and earth and you get what's called an occultation Mm. where it is like hidden behind another thing, which is essentially what all of us are hidden behind this other thing. And we can only emerge under certain conditions. Do you mean as in our true spirit and our body? Okay, so our true selves concealed. are hidden and concealed Something behind our skin bag. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes, skin got it. bag. That's like that. So good. Real fancy name I have for human <laughs> bodies. So elegant. So elegant. So elegant. <laughs> old, especially an Aussie accent. Look at that skin bag over there. You guys two pretty fine Sheila looking skin bags, I reckon. Oh my God, so good. Like that? <laughs> is that really an Aussie term, or you just made that one up? I, I've heard it somewhere. I'm just going to claim it Aussie because it's so uncouth. <laughs> We're famous for that. Well, and the importance of an occultation or an eclipse is that it shows opposition through contrast. Hmm. And through an oppositional contrast, you can gain knowledge of the thing itself. Yes. Mm. Through a totality. Yes. Of the mm. thing and the no thing. Mm-hmm. The inverse of the thing. Because you're you, but also not you. Mm-hmm. Is what also defines But you wouldn't what know you you're not you without recognizing that not you. Coming up against the not you. That's it. So it's really approaching life, looking at the duality of life and embracing the light and the dark. Brings knowledge through that definition. That's it. Mm -hmm. Wow. Fascinating. Okay. So, well, there we go. Uh, So an eclipse can happen with many different planets and moons, correct? Totally. Like Venus, like I just mentioned. But that would be called an uh, occultation Occultation. and not an eclipse. Mm -hmm. So would an eclipse only be be with the sun and the moon? Most of us view it that way. The technical term would have to do with just the earth, the sun, or the moon in various positions Mm -hmm. to each other. You can have a lunar eclipse, solar eclipse, right? This one, um, July 12th that we're experiencing actually passed through the earth's shadow or the earth's center, which is very rare. That doesn't, it's usually like kind of off to the side or a little janky, right? They don't usually like hit right on the target. So a lot of eclipses will be just like a little shadow of a thing and won't be full or total Mm -hmm. because it Mm -hmm. has to be like a total alignment Mm -hmm. for that to happen. So what does that mean? What is the meaning or how does it affect us differently when it passes through the center of the earth rather than on a janky angle? It's like if you... <laughs> janky angle? You want me to really yeah, stand up the Aussie the accent. accent the whole time? <laughs> <laughs> so good. All right. So like imagine you're going on a date and that person kind of has like a little effect on a part of you where mm-hmm. you're like, oh. Oh, he like made me feel like you know, we like the same music, right? Mm-hmm. But then let's say you go on a date and the person hits everything. Mm. It's like a total eclipse of the heart. Oh, oh that's what I'm looking for, baby. Right? Oh, so nice when you one. get that full, full frontal mm-hmm. everything, Sorry. 
it's the whole total instead of just a little like, how's mm-hmm. your father? So we're feeling, <laughs> how's your father doing? Well, let's not bring the father into a dating matter. Um, so how, so basically you're saying that when this eclipse on July 12th hit us, we were feeling the full effect of the eclipse rather just a skimming of it. Correct. So and that, what that's is, for the whole earth because I know it's not visible yes, over the whole earth. That's right. Okay. But it hit, but the, it hit center. the center. Okay. Right. So that center is the power spot of everything. Right. So like you were talking about a Taurus, those energy fields and magnetic fields always are going to arise from the from center the, of the mm-hmm. thing. Yep. So it's like hitting the arrow through. So the you're now the looking at the mm-hmm. earth as in their chakra systems and sure. saying it's hitting the earth's the central chakra. So, so how does that show up? Well, it's, if you think about it, even scientifically, <clears throat> you can see that there was a shadow covering where the sun hit the earth on that spot where it might otherwise be used to receiving solar energy or light, right? So if you think of the earth as a living organism and she lost a power source, no matter how briefly, like according to our perception, maybe she felt that Mm -hmm. like a blink. Mm -hmm. That's a palpable, right? That like hit her. So environmentally. Through a lack. And then Got how it. did she respond to that? I felt the response. Did you guys feel the last? I, I, like I felt something, and so did, did you. Did that happen in our night? Yes. When did that happen? Last night at eight last o'clock, night. I believe it was. The I time. felt last night. Void. I felt not creepy. Sleep. I yeah. got up at two in the morning, and I I felt totally empty and creepy and disconnected. In a, I, it wasn't like a good feeling. I felt <laughs> I felt I felt creepy too. I felt I had creepy, all the right? kids in the bed with me because I was like scared they were going to be abducted to Mars or something. <laughs> I I was doing the whole Goldilocks um, symptom. I literally tried three beds in our house because I couldn't sleep. I couldn't sleep. And my two a.m. I woke up. My kids were screaming. Yeah. Like both of them, like. <gasps> Like right before they went to sleep, they both just started screaming for no reason. And I was like, did something happen today? Like, why are you screaming? And something then, happened. And I was like, maybe it's just the eclipse energies. It was like an empty, voidy feeling. I felt that. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. That's what I felt. I felt that. So last I don't night. know if that's how the earth felt, but that was how I felt. Well, you can speak for the earth. Right. We're you? all little <laughs> earths running around on top of her. <laughs> it's, it's true. It's true. Are we a good virus or a bad virus? Are they good viruses? I don't know. Uh, okay, <laughs> they're so all alive. That's true. We yeah. all are alive. So I've heard this theory that eclipses can initiate us to look at the shadow side of humanity, of ourselves, of everything, and maybe that's the void or the emptiness or the heaviness mm. that we feel. Good segue. So, how can you speak to that? Is there any truth in that theory? The information that I received about that was actually through a pagan um, story, which I know we were talking about how I get a lot of stuff through the Bible. I don't know why. And she's like, do you know who you're talking to? Excuse me. I know. I am what you guys, I also got Bible data on it too, which I'll also include, which is way Jesus status. I want to hear everything. I just want to hear all of this. I want to hear all the downloads that you got. So this first one came through um, through my wonderful boyfriend, Bazanovic, as we were working on a creative project. It was the story of the Ben-Ben or the Phoenix, uh, which in Egypt is shown as a blue heron. And we were doing this project and literally this giant blue heron flew right over our heads. Blue? Not blue heron. Wow. Not once, but twice. And it was so close that we looked right into its eyeball. Oh, jeez. It was so 
pierced you with a download from the cosmos, right? Totally crazy. And then it told me about this black hole sun. It was so like Soundgarden style, but it was this black hole sun and then there was the sun sun. And I looked up the story of the Ben Ben bird and it talked about Atum who was the sun god. And then I looked at all these pictures online of a tum and they would have him and then they would have this black disc next to him and all this stuff. And I was like, what is this weird black disc, this black hole sun that literally I saw from looking into the pupil of the blue heron that was flying past me. And this is an Egyptian iconography. An Egyptian story of A-T-U-M, Atum. Because I've heard him saying called Aten, like the sun disc. Like Atum Ra. Like, uh, yeah. There's a lot of different names. Like a lot of Egyptian gods have like a hundred names, but it's all the same dude. Sounds pretty similar. I think it's probably the same same one, but it's hard to tell because they have so many different ones. It's crazy. In China too, in India, they do the same thing where it's Mm -hmm. like the same person, but there's... There's so many names. So complicated. uh, Well, they're also translated from different languages. That too, Uh, right? So Atum had this like black thing, and then I saw this other picture... And the black thing was connected to him like a mm. shadow. And it showed a tum standing there. And then it had the shadow behind him and then his breath. So he had like three different aspects. He had himself and then he had his breath going forward and, and then his shadow. shadow in the back. And then there was this other thing that showed and I had this dream that showed his shadow coming and standing before him and then like passing over him and going by. And that shadow was like when we feel an emotion or have like ourself come before ourself or be like like we can usually our shadow is behind us and not in the front of us Mm -hmm. or like we can't see our shadow but sometimes under certain conditions you can't your shadow shadow. becomes visible Mm, you're chasing like an eclipse Mm -hmm. an eclipse is when your shadow becomes visible so that initiatory energy we're talking about, the reason it's transmitted through the eclipse is because it makes everyone's shadow become visible, which we usually can't see. Mm -hmm. It's why we need our blind spot. The eclipse reveals Mm -hmm. your bullshit comes rising up to be visibly (laughs) seen. And sometimes we won't even see it. It'll be the people around us that Mm -hmm. will see it. Like if we have a significant other or a mirror or someone providing us with that twin flame service. We just did a podcast episode about being mirrored by our significant others. Well, this relates Mm -hmm. to that. So uh, if you can't see it, sometimes you're significant other will see it plain as day and they'll be like, uh, you got something, you got a little something on your face. You got a little black smudge on your face. Let me get that I off. think that's my shadow. <laughs> Don't smudge it but, off. So it'll have so much learning, but we get so embarrassed and ashamed mm. of our shadow. That's why it stays in the darkness. But the purpose of the eclipse is to kind of bring that forward so everyone mm. can really like get a good look at it. In mm. order to be healed. Hopefully. In order to be healed. Okay. And the you, irony you is they always to. say, don't look at the eclipse, mm-hmm. right? But you're, it brings up stuff you're supposed to look at. When mm. everyone told me not to look at the eclipse, of course I'm going to look at the I eclipse. I did too. I did. I was, I, I got to tell you, I, my eyes were pretty fuzzy for about a week or Dude, so after that. Dude, but on that, that last that one. massive eclipse. massive one I did too. Oh. And I saw the moon like a sphere. It looked like the Death Star. Did you see that too? Yeah, and for the rest of the day, I had this the like death star. I was seeing the Death Star all around me. Wherever yeah, I looked, it I was could profound. See it. Like I felt the spheres. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah, I felt you know, like I had like, lasers in my eyes, sun lasers, <laughs> like fire in my eyeballs. Anyway, I know. It's not, don't do that. It's not good for you, <laughs> no, no, but we're crazy. Okay, great. So I think this is excellent because I think we all have to be aware, acknowledge and accept our shadow to a degree, not just accept, maybe even move through it. As yes. Jenna said, to start heal things that are haunting you or that are part of you, but you just hide them. Yeah, that's yeah. brilliant. And then the Jesus data that it yeah. gave was this Bible passage, which I had no idea of prior. And I was thinking about all this atom eclipse stuff. And the way that they showed me was that when an eclipse happens in heaven and the sky goes dark over the light sun of the self, that on earth, our shadow that covers us can be removed and our light shines through. So it's like an opposite thing. It's like when the dark thing goes over the sun, it's dark in heaven can make light on earth. And they showed me this Jesus passage of when he's on the cross and he says these words, why has thou forsaken me? Mm-hmm. You guys know that's like a really famous yeah. one where he like cries out in anguish to God of like, why have like, this is what I'm for. And I was like, what is that that he says? So I looked it up and I looked at the meaning of it in Aramaic and I looked up the Aramaic passage of it and freaking in the paragraph, it literally said the sky went dark. It was talking about a freaking eclipse. Eclipse. Wow. Which I had never realized that that was happening. How did you, do you read Aramaic? No, it had like a translation. Because I don't believe that you did read Aramaic. But it had it, (laughs) right? I looked at the, I like to look at the actual language. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because everything gets so distorted. Yeah, especially by King James. King James. (laughs) (laughs) He upped it all up. Personal (laughs) joke, guys. (laughs) We'll tell you later. Yeah, Yeah, Google King James. Um, (laughs) So it showed that the sky went dark when Jesus' shadow emerged, which was his fear that God had left him. Mm. Wow, that is wow, profound. Even Jesus but felt his, like God left him at that time. Point. His realized, he said it was about destiny too. So eclipses can also have a powerful thing to reveal your destiny or purpose. Because part of what he said is, this is why I was created. This was my destiny to come to this. He was like all pissed, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> why'd you make me just for this? Yeah. Right? Like, what the heck? Which yeah. I'm sure many people have felt. Oh, that if I was many, nailed to a cross and oh I'd only God, done good like, for that person, I'd be like, seriously? Yeah. Psh. No. This is what life is for. This is where people fall to suffering. Yeah. You got suffering, right? Your shadow. Like, what? Poor me. And back to also what you were talking about before with Abraham and Isaac and like the trusting God. You know, yes. even when you think God has forsaken you, you're going to have to kill Isaac. Like, he hasn't. And it's just about trust. Exactly. In a really that, tricky kind of way, bringing yes. you to the conclusion yourself that you have to trust your, your own heart. But he had to fall all the way down in to order that place. To have the realization. And then the sky goes dark and he says that. So he like relinquishes everything and is like, F this. And right when he gives up completely, then his soul is saved because mm-hmm. his light comes through, but not until he hits rock, rock bitty bottom. bottom. Mm. I feel like I've been there mm. before. 
Rock Bitty Bottom? Yeah, <laughs> I've been I, I've been at Rock Bitty Bottom and it is not cute. Um, <laughs> you lose all your will. Yeah, you lose everything. You it's it's the dark night of the soul, as yes, we refer yes. to it. Dark night and, of the soul. Which is that's another eclipse uh-huh, is. I was having my own personal eclipse. Um, most people go through, I mean, they would say in Saturn's return, yeah. that whole phase where your whole life gets break broken down in order to bring you down to the level where you have to rebuild humility. Consciously, that's mm. right. Mm-hmm. Just get busted out busted and up. yeah, yeah. <laughs> busted that so, shame stuff mm-hmm. right yeah all of it comes yeah. out mm-hmm. but it needs to come out in you order to for admit you to release it, it right as they say you got to admit it and confess mm-hmm. which is where it gets into all that weird christian stuff but the admission of it is actually a relinquishing of your pride because if you don't admit it you can't fix it mm-hmm. and it can't clear and also admitting it is kind of it Liberation. Taking, yeah, taking it out of the shadow where you can't see it and into the light Look where you can. This. And I think yeah. that's the only way to start to break down the shame. Really, that's what yeah. confession's about, right? To start to lighten the weight that Correct. you're hiding within you. That's right. Wow, this Release is this it, good stuff. Right? That's liberation. So but if you keep it hidden, keep it occulted. It'll keep brewing. And, and it'll lay eggs. Ooh, Oof. don't want that... You don't want don't parasite want to lay eggs in no. you. But that's don't know where that's it, right? Yeah. That's what they told yeah. me is like it Oof. lays eggs in the dark. The oh, horde. Geez. This friend of mine had an uncle who was like totally taken by the archons. And he was like, you know, an addict and drunk. And his place archons had become a Archons negative energies, right? Or negative like Negative parasites. forces. Well, we'll talk about it in the archetype one okay. too. But right. yeah, an archon is like a larger force that can kind of take us over. Some okay. negative, positive, I don't know. But it has an energetic. Uh, okay. force to okay. it. Yeah. Okay. So a lot of those people will start to hoard. You know what I'm talking about? Oh, yeah. Like, Hoarders. so this hoarding thing is something about this, like, insect egg laying where you just, like, accumulate a bunch of stuff instead of releasing it. So it's the opposite of that liberation or release. And then when people can't do that, they start to get weird and hoardy. Mm. Ooh, hoarders are interesting creatures. Let it go. And the worse it gets, you'll see that people hoard and accumulate a lot of things like grudges, Mm -hmm. right? Or righteousness, or it doesn't have to just these like clutter. So there's things that can clutter your heart just like they can clutter your home because you have to release it. Yeah, I love looking at our space as a reflection of what's going on within our own heads. I talk to Jenna a lot about um, my importance with each object around me being, me being resonant with it as kind of a true extension of me and my ideas. And it's kind of that theory of what's around me is I can't relax until my space is clean and clear and I can't focus otherwise. So it's the same thing. Feng Shui is based on that too. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. So, okay. So, so much good stuff here. How long does an eclipse last usually? Well, this one on the 12th was like the longest one in the 21st century, I think, or something. Because it was passing through the middle rather than scooting around the side. Than a little brush, right? I think it was like an hour. Wow, really? So they vary in length, but they're usually not super duper long depending on, you know. The positioning. The positioning. Yeah. Hmm. So how can one, knowing that our relation to eclipses and what it can kind of stir within us. How can we work with an eclipse, eclipse season to benefit ourselves? To you really need to pay attention to what comes up. Like it'll, you won't need to try. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's coming up whether you like it or not, right? Yeah. It's like the insects being flushed up from the earth when there's like an earthquake. 
that it's just going to rise up. So you just use self-awareness, like Mm -hmm. the best way that you can work with the eclipse energy. Number one, it's going to clear. So usually they'll be in pairs where there'll be like a set of eclipses. So the first one is going to clear everything out. If there's something hidden below the surface that's gross and yucky, it's going to come on up and you're going to have to look at that thing and be like, whoa. And then you got to clear, you got to do house cleaning, right? So you can also physically do house cleaning in your house and get rid of things that don't serve you anymore are old or give them to someone else that maybe needs them keep the energy moving right Mm -hmm. that's a good way to make a physical ritual of what will also happen internally nice and then look at what rises up discard i'm great at that discard only to fill it with something else that i don't need but it has to flow yes Right. So, but it has, you have to sacrifice. So it's sacrificial. You have to let something go and make an empty space or a void. Mm -hmm. So a lot of people, it's weird. I see a lot of witchy poo people, no judgment, but they make these manifesting things on eclipses. And I'm like, wait, that's the wrong wrong, way. uh, Cause they're trying to use, they're trying to use their desire to put something in their pot. I'm like, you got to empty your pot. Because then spirit brings in a destiny thing. Mm. That's like what's yours from providence, not what you want, what you want right? from ego, yeah. So in eclipse, you want to like clear the space and let something in rather than try and manifest. Maybe at other times do that, but I wouldn't recommend it during eclipse. So do you do any witchy poo rituals? What do, yeah, what do you do personally? I do the clearing stuff. Like I like to burn stuff a lot. Not houses, but <laughs> just other stuff like old just paper. Stuff. <laughs> <laughs> Much as herbs are par- paramaniacs setting things on fire. Okay, sorry. Herbs or frankincense or, you know, paper and things with just old ideas eradicate old concepts or things you think are true or you know, I'll do the meditation work, like I mentioned that I trained with Dr. Kelvin DeWolf with, and just try to really expand any kind of thought or thinking, mm-hmm. try to go really big, as big as I can, and then just ritually, like I said, clean my house, clear my space. Wow, beautiful. Brilliant. Yeah. Do eclipses always happen on new moons or full moons? Yes. They do, right? There can be partial eclipses, maybe on not exact the time, but I think mostly it's those. Yeah. I thought so. Yeah. So if we're talking about the moon as an eclipse, yes. what and it's blocking the sun yes. from the earth, the moon. Yes. So what is, tell us a little bit about the moon. What is the moon's relationship with the earth and how does the moon affect us? And what energy is it blocking coming forth to the earth? <clears throat> I feel like a lot of the energy that the moon blocks is emotional I don't know why, and a lot of people will be like, what? But you can measure emotional energy that's based on the the moon. Lunacy is something that's very widely recognized and even talked about by scientists. You can measure that there's a cycle of people that have mental health incidents on full moons and that that has a specific influence on emotional energy. Why? I don't know, but it's true. Yeah, I was just going to add that, like, you know, in the tarot, the moon would be like the hidden emotional energies, like female emotional energies yeah. versus like the male mental energies to me. And it runs our periods. A lot of people say, why does the moon affect our periods? Some people say because of the tides in the ocean. But I'm like, what? That makes 
no sense. What it doesn't make any well, sense at all. Well, they say because we're eighty percent water. I don't know, ninety percent water. That's why it's not very scientific. But I tell you what, it does drive those cycles and rhythms. Why would our body be physically affected by some gravitational force in terms of when we go into heat for pregnancy? That makes zero logical Mm. sense. I've never seen any good scientific explanation of it. Maybe it's water in your body, but why does that affect when your body decides when to get pregnant? Yeah, no, that's true. So you're saying to the moon. So it's something we can feel. Your physical body can feel the moon. If your physical body is going to bleed when the moon is in a certain spot. Mine does. Mine does too. Yeah, You have an intimate relationship with the moon. That's true. That is an intimate relationship. It's running through your veins. Well, can I ask you a question about the moon while we're on the topic? So um, you know how we never see the dark side of the moon, which means it's like it's locked into this gravitational thing, which according to my, you know, my stepsister, who's like a planetary geophysicist, that's not common. That doesn't happen ever else. It's a fascination. So what's up with that? Is it like... Like one side of the moon is a lot heavier. Like is one side of the moon, the dark side, like hollowed out? Is it a death star? Like what is going on with that? Or uh, is it a satellite? Yeah. Well, same thing. Cause it, <laughs> I've never read a good explanation. Yeah, there's that no either. good explanation. I read about that phenomenon, which they have a special <clears throat> name for that event, which is like the face locking or what do they yeah, call it? I can't I don't remember. know what it's called, but it's locked. There's like a term yeah. for it. And the poets would refer to it in, in like the moon doesn't want to look away from the ocean because it's like a lover. So it was so cute. I read this one poem and it talked about how it was the love that the moon had, which makes it refuse to turn its Aww. face away. I'll take that. Right? I'll take that. That one. sounds like science. <laughs> <laughs> sounds more probable. I've to also me. heard that like that it's turning at a certain like it turns. They're saying it turns the same way that we turn, so that it just it's an optical illusion. But I can't have that make sense in my mind either. I know, I'm not satisfied. No. With there might be a good explanation that maybe I don't comprehend, but not one that I'm, has satisfied me. I'm thinking alien base on the on the backside. They hollowed it out. That would explain it. Because if it's more, if it has knows? more mass on one side, then it would be locked in that in. That could make you know, like at least a gravitational, a gravitational lock, explanation you know? and why it affects the tides, right? On the, like, why would that pull affect the whole water system on the earth? Because it's not stronger than earth's gravity. No, it's not. Correct? No, it's not. I mean, not that I know of. It's not, but it is a if huge If it was, one. it would literally pull the water off the surface. Yeah. But it has a substantial effect. It has effect. a substantial mass compared to other things like... It's substantial like- enough to move the water. And interestingly enough, water is usually affiliated with emotional energy. Yeah, that's uh-huh. true. Right? So... It's all water emotional All situation. the ancients would, would see that connection, and that's why they connected emotions to the moon was because of the effect on the water... And that water rules emotional energy. Uh, and maybe the female cycles also hearken the moon. Female cycles well, get, they get they emotional. You get emotional. <laughs> yeah. When but emotions, being crazy this is around. what the thing. Okay, this is so good. From the earth, you're made out of earth and the moon is that emotional nature. If you look at the moon card in the tarot, it shows the water and this like crawfish mm-hmm. crawling up. Mm-hmm. Your instinct is your emotional nature. That's what I put in my tarot deck. Your instinct is your animal that lives inside you, your ancestor, okay? And this is something that I researched. Most people only think of their ancestors as something that goes to their great-great-grandparents or maybe even, you know, monkeys or apes, depending on what you believe in. 
But I read this passage about blood and how blood was this river that flows. And I, I and then I was like, oh, where's the, what's the first thing that had blood? What's the first creatures that had blood? You know what they were? They were these crawfish, crawfish <laughs> things. No. Yes. And then I was like, what the heck is this thing? And then I started <sighs> reading about horseshoe crabs that have this blue blood that they blue use. Blood, yeah. They harvest them. Scientists harvest horseshoe crab blood. And it's one of the most valuable things in science because it's so close to human blood that they use it for all this like vaccine stuff and it's so gross to see how they milk the horseshoe crabs but i found i know i know the blue the royal they like bleed them till they're almost dead and then they put them back in the water but wait what would you would literally get like not even a teaspoon out of a it's literally so expensive and the pharmaceutical companies make no joke billions of dollars from horseshoe crab blood like vampires they're vampires they're total horseshoe crab blood vampires down to the vampires where's my garlic and salt i got this crazy download that these crawfish weird horseshoe crab critters were like a part of my thing and that's when i was like oh my god there's some instinct emotion thing and then i saw these other things of hercules like defeating the hydra and there's always these crabs or like scorpion things on the ground and all these old art things like if you look up pictures of hercules defeating the hydra look on the ground and you're gonna see all these crustacean things Mm -hmm. and the symbolism of hercules doing that is him defeating his instincts or overcoming his emotional animal nature his dark yin earth dragon that's trying to eat everything is somehow related to these crustaceany crab things oh, there's so much wisdom in all the ancient signs they and know symbols. so much wow i don't get it and that you gotta all be that was through meditation ins- or you, you gotta be an investigator have, like you to work it all out could it have come from ancient civilizations like atlantis like that had informed potentially like ancient uh, they knew this in ways that is, if you can connect to your blood, all that data is in your blood, that's right? True. So that's like some shaman level stuff. Like that book um, by Jeremy Narby, The Cosmic Serpent, he talks about how the shamans get into all that DNA type of stuff and knowledge. So the knowledge is literally in everyone's in their body. body. Yeah. But we have such a Cellular severe memory. limitation of how we conceive of ourselves. Like DNA might contain all the data going all the way back to the beginning of DNA. It probably does. Well, it does, doesn't it? Right? Why I mean, would it, it has not? To. We, has to, we have to just continue to pass it on. But we only think it has human data in it. But we as humans could contain literally the oh. data for every life form that has DNA. We, were ju- we just recorded an episode on plant medicine and our guest, who's an absolute alchemist and legend, was talking about plant medicine and how you, when you... Um, They're ancestors. Yeah, when you absorb that plant medicine, the intelligence from the plants, your DNA expresses that. Because taking they're that related on. to yeah, us. That's it. That's what mm-hmm. she was saying. We're totally related. It's true. I mean, Life if you Earth. think about it scientifically too, if that is true about DNA, that would have to be true. Hmm. But that's the level of instinct and emotion that is at work. It's epic. Mm-hmm. It's not, we that think of epic. emotions like human. It goes like all human. the way back. This is, emotions aren't even human. That's some instinct. Mm-hmm. Like if I go like this to you, you're going to want to do it back to me. Well, I must Marcia have just overcome slaps my instinct Jenna across because the I face. didn't want to hit her at all. <laughs> 
jokes. That wasn't a face slap. But your nature wants you to like instinctually you're going to like get defensive, mm-hmm. right? Because that's your animal going like, what, yeah. what? Mm-hmm. That's every root chakra level. My animal is like runs away. <laughs> I must have been the type of animal that just like ran back into it's the like forest a road and runner. hid under a hole. <laughs> there goes Jenna. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so what makes an eclipse happen? How does, Why? It goes in cycles. So it's cyclical because of literally the physical position of the spheres, right? So because everything is physically rotating around, which is so weird, we forget about all the time. We're literally turning around on a big circle that's turning around through space. And isn't the sun moving through space as well? Correct. So we're kind of like everything is moving. moving. We think so we're, we're like turning still. and moving at the yeah. same time. Turning and moving. But wait a second. Like How come we're not blasting into all kinds of other planets and stars? Gravity. So you that think does that does happen. Out. Galaxies collide. Have you guys ever seen those pictures when they like sometimes they'll clip Galaxies each other? Collide. Oh yeah, totally. So, There's some theories that we might someday collide with the Andromeda galaxy because we're kind of heading towards each other. So heading home. Right? So do you think that our galaxy, because of the force field around us, it we're not hitting anything? Like everything else could I, I happen. Know, like right? the little stars Trajectory. around us will cop it before. Sometimes Earth does. it'll push the other one out of the way, but if yeah. It's like a full, depending on the gravity and size of the other one. Well, yeah, we should be attracted, I guess, Sometimes to Sometimes they'll absorb and merge, right? Like if you look at some of those pictures of the way that the galaxies interact and sometimes they'll eat each other, Whoa. right? Like With some, the black holes? Some black holes will go we'll up just to suck the star in a whole galaxy. and then they just like feed off of it. Where... What is on the other side of a black hole? I have an answer to that. I've seen it in a vision. Oh my gosh. So what I saw in a vision was like, go back to our big bang. So basically like what happens is like, and it's just a cycle. So like energy from an old universe will be sucked into a black hole and all of that energy matter will be compressed down, down, down into one singularity. And then it'll burst forth again as a big bang. Like a clearing. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Sucking up the garbage to make a new baby. Yeah. Wow, got it. Yeah, so there's death and rebirth. That's like that makes sense. Check it totally out. makes sense. So that's where the big bangs come from. Yeah, from black holes from the other end from of the, the black hole. It's black true. Hole. Yeah, because they true. create <laughs> they create and destroy Kali wow. style, right? Yeah. Kali. Wow, yeah. love that. That's, again, the ancients all know all this weird space data and I know, DNA the space data. data. Like, okay, speaking about the ancients, how did they use eclipses? What was their interpretation of an eclipse? They were always really cognizant of the eclipses. A lot of the white European ones would always see it as like doomsday style. Like they were way more like uncertainty, fear status with like, it. Or it that seems they thought like. like God was unhappy with them yeah, or something. Yeah, they and that's why took it as of... like blame and shame stuff. It's so weird. Like you talk Projection. about white guilt much. <laughs> But the indigenous... Hopefully we didn't inherit too much of that. You know we did. The indigenous cultures saw it either like as a blessing or they would use it ritualistically as cycles for harvesting for the earth, for doing like seasonal things like that or doing earth magic, right? Mm-hmm. So they were way more in tune with it, whereas all the whiteies in Europe saw it as like doomsday. Isn't that weird? Yeah, and, you interesting. Know, also, I just happened to know a story about in Greece, the first, the beginning of science was when someone successfully uh, predicted an eclipse based I was on about science, to say. scientific Who was method. it? Do you remember the name? Can't remember the name. That's pretty cool. So they saw the cycle. They saw the cycle and they were like, based on like, science and math, I believe the they eclipse will fall on this day, and then it did. Amazing. And that was the beginning of But that. isn't it sporadical? 
the cycle of eclipses? Some of the eclipse cycles are very mathematical, like the blood moon ones. You can track the cycles of those, I know. <clears throat> so some of them might be more sporadic, but some of them you can really set your clock to. So we just had a blood moon, correct? And we're going to have another one at June or July 27. So we've had two eclipses in the one month, both well, blood moon. We've only had one so far. Yeah, the no, one no, was but solar. we're going to have two. The next one will be a blood moon lunar eclipse in the sign of Aquarius. Jeez, I want to ask okay. you about the sign it falls under as well and how that yeah. affects the energy. Right. Can we just figure out what a blood moon is first, guys? <laughs> what is a blood moon? The coloration of the moon changes because of the Earth's shadow projected on it. So it has to do with like a frequency of light that hits it. It's not really... Kind of like when the harvest sun is setting, it turns more the red. The angle, the angle the of angle. the light that only the red rays or whatever are able yeah. to hit or something right. like that. Wow. So that's why it's titled that blood moon. It's not really... Does it change the energy at all coming to the earth? I mean, I felt all the blood moons so crazy. Did you guys, you know what I'm talking about? Like the ones from 2012 to 2014 were so bonkers. I don't remember specifically how, how they affected me though. So I how remember did they every you? single one. <laughs> yes, you did. <laughs> Only Marsha. Photographic memory, anything to come in astrology. the changes that occurred as a result, like in society and everything at those times. And then, so I don't know, maybe some people would say, oh, I'm just projecting or whatever. But at the time, I could feel the force of it. And I would see individuals close to me. They would all like lose relationships, lose their house, lose their job. They would suffer like these huge losses that were much larger than other eclipses. So I felt Mm. like it was kind of a magnification Magnification. of the clearing, the death, the reaper would definitely come in and just take (laughs) stuff away that was in order for a new thing to occur. Uh, for a galaxy to be birthed, and, right? And back That's to what that happens. faith of in God, of like you know, it might seem like they're taking everything, but have faith that it will all be restored. Exactly. Mm. Yes. So Hard you, to do when it's the loss cycle. Yeah, especially when you're attached to whatever's being ripped out of your emotional. Pause. It's very emotional. Yeah. Yeah. It's Grief. hard to believe. Maybe that's why that they thought it was doomsday so back in the. That's also, they it felt just it. also it shows to me that they weren't as connected to the earth. They weren't as they were just full inherently. Of it's a part mm-hmm. of them, and they had a separation when it came down yeah. to it's separation, the cycle. Because they yeah. saw it only as and death. that creates fear, yeah. you know, of the unknown. Totally, Jenna. What was your question about the astrological signs? Yeah, yeah. So when an eclipse falls under Aquarius or something, what's how does that affect? Do all well, Aquarians we can get taken see. out? <laughs> <laughs> Just lock yourself in your house if you're Aquarius <laughs> during the blood right? eclipse. So it should present with certain themes. Um, so like the one July 12th was in Cancer. For a lot of people, it had a home effect or affected their housing, whether getting like a new house or moving into <gasps> a new place. Oh my gosh, oh my God, both of us. Both of us yeah. closed escrows can on houses. Get, Wait a five. second, is Jesse, no, Je- is Jesse in Aquarius? no. But it was still an eclipse but in that's Aquarius. For in Aquarius. No, it was in Cancer. The Cancer eclipse so, was affecting that oh, energy that for everyone, no so matter what you're saying. That happened to both of us. That How happened crazy to both is that? of us. Did you move? Or anything in your house energy? A lot of stuff came up with my she house She burnt energy. everything. That's what <laughs> she happened. She burned her house down. Now she needs a new house. <laughs> uh, yeah. so, I mean, listen, it does happen, right? So it'll, I feel like the Aquarius eclipse coming up with the blood moon will have some kind of technological advancement. Advancement. Either with AI or robots, Ugh. maybe Ugh. some kind of like Not thingy. into AI. 
will do something at that time because a lot of Aquarius stuff is very Uranus-driven, very technology status, but it's also brotherhood, so it could have some kind of communal breakthrough where people and communities really help each other, like how, for example, like how Elon Musk just volunteered to Mm -hmm. fix all of the Flint, Michigan water He's like real life what Batman. A legend. Dude, he's so legend. He's like, oh, guess what, guys? <laughs> Jenna's not sold. I, I, I had dinner it. with Elon Musk once. You did? Yeah. Look at you. Back in the day, my friend Puppy invited me because she's oh, a puppy. Them. Yeah, she we love everyone. her. I mean, he saw <laughs> that there was an issue and that he could fix it. And instead of most of the government doing nothing, he's just like, here, let me show you how you fix a problem. You <sighs> actually just do it. Everyone needs an Elon in their life. Regardless of what you think about him, he's just making choices for advancement. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But on the AI timeline advancement, not necessarily on the Earth, like coming back to Gaia timeline. Agreed. But that's neither here nor there. Um, But so you're saying that um, the archetypical imprint of the sign that it's under is how it will affect. Express. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And all of us will get affected by that in some ways. Regardless of if we're an Aquarius or a Cancer or not. And that's why it's so much fun to know about the archetypes. Because you can which see it. We're going to be recording next with Marsha. You can watch it with your eyeballs. That's it. But <laughs> also, once you're aware of that information, you're right. You can see it. Yeah. And then you can move with it to be able to. You can uh, if you understand it. it, you won't take it so personally when so you know, you're freaking out It'll about something. It'll ease the suffering. Yes, that's what we like. Yeah, we like those easy because you suffering. can understand it. What's the difference between a solar and lunar eclipse? Like in terms of energy, energy or like really? Yeah, energy, yeah. So the moon, as we said, is going to be more emotional. Mm-hmm. So when there's lunar eclipses, it's going to hit people in that emotional part. The sun is more about the self and ego. So it's going to be more identity related. So when you have a lunar eclipse, you're going to have an emotional overwhelming experience that's going to transform you emotionally. When you have a solar eclipse, you're going to have lose something that you had identified with or that was like part of your personality or your like idea mm. of yourself. That makes sense. Yeah. Perfect. Okay, so hmm, do we have any more questions before we wrap up? I mean, I got some I good ideas. Yeah, I got some good ideas from that. That was I'm going to have to take a breather after this. Glad we're recording it so I can listen back to it about 10 more times. And that's true for all eclipses. So even though we were talking about some Mm -hmm. of the summer eclipses, it's going to be true always because all of these cycles that happen with the eclipses, we have to understand that we as individuals are experiencing them now, but these are things that people, for as long as there have been people, Mm -hmm. have been experiencing and Mm -hmm. having happened to them and will happen. And our children will experience eclipses. Mm. And so this extends past just our parameter of our experience. So you have to think of these eclipse cycles as being way more epic than just your experience of them because Mm. they're very human. They're a phenomenon Mm. that we get to partake of. of. Mm -hmm. I just love the whole where you're speaking from in our innate connection to things that are so much bigger than our comprehension. The earth, the planets, the cosmos, we are so inherently part of that. Microcosm. I just love that. That's yeah. right. And when you notice That's that, it. you can grow yourself. That's it. You're, mm-hmm. All of a sudden, your limitations of the mind and spirit and everything just gets blasted open. So Hopefully, good. expands to you're back up there with the cosmos at some point. It's rough, though. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, no, no. I know. <laughs> rough up there in the cosmos. <laughs> okay. Marja, do you have an invitation for our listeners on this topic? Maybe the next something they can do for the next solar eclipse. 
Oh yeah, or sure. Or, or yeah, a either eclipse, one. Um, for the next solar eclipse, try to think about all the things that you identify yourself by. Think mm-hmm. of all your identifying factors, and then think of all the opposite things from those. So most of us only like to think of what we think we are, but we don't like to think about what we don't think we are. Ooh, riddle me this, riddle me that. Because then you go right into your shadow or opposer or Mm -hmm. enemy or adversary. Okay, so just meditate on that during an eclipse. And try to bring them as close together as you can. Beautiful. Right? Mm -hmm. So that you can just... Merge your shadow side with your conscious side. Yeah. And then for the lunar eclipses... You can feel your feelings, like mm-hmm. instead of doing something that might mask those feelings or, you know, get rid of them or distract yourself, s- from distract them. yourself, move into them, let it them. come on up, mm-hmm. like Cry oceanic waves, yeah. like do it, like yeah. find yourself a space, get yourself a nice space and feel all those feelings you got going on, like just yourself as you. Mm. I love that. Love yeah. it. There we go. Permission has been given. Uh, thank you, Maja. Oh my gosh, you are just resident witch. I know. You're I mean, a rich, hero. rich doesn't. Even, I mean, witch doesn't even describe it. Really, rich it's, witch. Yeah, yeah, I like that. Yeah. That, that was see, that was spirit. a mother loving future sandwich <laughs> to the yeah. white witch. Oh, you like that? Yeah, <laughs> we have to put that as the yeah as the caption Something. for the picture <laughs> right? that we take after this. Maja, where can everyone get hold of you? Connect with you. Be a part of whatever you're up to. Aww. Well, my website is witchofthedawn.com and my email is maja at godismyboyfriend.com. Won't forget that one, will ya? Because he is. And I put all my stuff on my social media, so anyone's welcome. I'm around. Amazing. And do you have anything coming up or anything people can get involved in with you? I try to do a lot of classes and activities all the time, so I usually post those up. I do have um, my next book is coming out called The Witch's Bestiary, Mm which will be out in September, and that investigates uh, the archetypal significance of mythological beasts like dragons and unicorns in terms of how they're part of our emotional nature and how those stories are talking about what it is to be human. Do you think those mythological creatures ever did exist, or do you just look at them as mythological? I think a little from column A, a little from mm. column B. Oh. Oh. That'll be podcast number two. Get with her Maja. book if you Three. want to know more. <laughs> and Maja, your tarot card deck, we are obsessed with. We oh, love so that. Glad. Everyone should stories. get Maja's tarot. People yeah. are getting good at synchronistic stuff happening yeah. with it. So. They're really beautiful. And yeah. you illustrated them? I did, yeah. And create. you didn't create new archetypes, right? Is that even possible? No, I used the same the major, 22 major archetypes, okay, yeah, great. but just kind of recreated them. Beautiful. Yeah. Does arcana come from archetype? Uh-huh. Oh, I just put that together myself. Wow. Look at you. <laughs> High five. Weird nerds. <laughs> okay, guys. So thank you so much for joining us today. We really hope you enjoyed today as much as we did. I am leaving enlightened for sure. Thank you, Marsha. Um, for anyone who did enjoy this episode, just please show us how much you loved it with a five-star review and share this episode, share the love. This should be this new esoteric information. We're now in the era where it's being revealed and, and shared with everyone. It's for not eclipsed behind <laughs> that, Exactly. That's it. You got it. And it's all in light of the new wave of consciousness, which we need to create a new world. Yes. Bravo. Amen. Okay. We love you lots and we'll have you with us next week. Bye. Bye.
Visit our website, themotherlovingfuture.com for more information. And please leave us a five-star review on iTunes if you like what you hear. We read every single review and comment, and we are so grateful for your support. See you next week.